Welcome back to the Bodega Border Group Podcast, Volume 64. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for taking some time out of your day, schedule, whatever it is. Maybe you're on your car ride to listen to us, but let's do a little housekeeping. This is the Bodega Border Crew Podcast. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check out our website, bodegabordercrew.com, where we have merch, we have action items, we have a bunch of other stuff, blog, some other cool things to do. Also, make sure to check out this episode description on your iTunes players for track listings and links to things that we're talking about. So, uh, crazy world out there right now, and I'll get into that a little bit, but on the surfing side of things, there's been a little bit of swell in the water. It's been fun going down to Doheny and uh, Sano. I know Sano has been a bitch to get into because half the parking spaces and just everybody wants to go and the weather's nice and all that kind of stuff. Uh, that's why I've just been going down to Doheny, honestly, because it's right down the street from me. It's easy to get to. The crowd isn't too bad. And it's been pretty good. Uh, early in the mornings and late at night, it's been a lot of fun. And you can get a lot of really good waves, a lot of really awesome left set boneyards and uh yeah so that's what i've been doing but i hope you guys have been scoring i know slowly beaches are opening up all over the world coronavirus you know is calming down i think we're gonna have about the same amount of positive tests every single day in the united states probably for a couple of months for at least like four or five months but the survival rate's a lot higher so i think that's keeping it in check uh part of that has to do with the fact that we're just doing a lot more testing and a lot of people more asymptomatic but that's that uh but yeah just have a little episode here for for you and um first thing we're going to do is actually do a little interview that we had with Ian Gotran. Ian is a surfer from San Juan Capistrano, who I got to meet actually in New York at the duct tape. We really hit it off. And he talks about surfing, growing up here, some of the stuff he's working on with Hobie, some of the other brands. Great kid. Uh, we also talk about what's going on in the country right now and uh, how you can get involved and that kind of stuff. And I won't speak too much about that right now. And lastly, we wrap it up with some short takes. Uh, we have a little clip from uh, Chase Markham called Hello Goodbye. A clip from Nico Ramos, uh, My Favorite Surfer with TJ Blue. And a thing that Rhythm put out called Equato, which is really cool. And I really love all these clips and I'll talk in depth with them. But as you could tell from this music and what's going on in this world, you know, there's a lot of unrest and rightfully so and we've been on the forefront as much as we can for that of social change and part of the reason we started this brand instagram account podcast whatever it is is because i personally have a really big problem with racism not just in this country and in this world but in the surfing community and I always felt it was my obligation to kind of point that out and work on it and try to make things happen. So the music in this episode is really about motivating us for change, speaking the truth, speaking about what's really going on out there and uh, really getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. So why don't you listen to some of these tracks, get motivated for change, and I'll check in with you guys in a little bit. Peace. be able to stay home brother you will not be able to plug in turn on and cop out you will not be able to lose yourself on skag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised the 
revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox in four parts without commercial interruptions. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading a charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Spiro Agnew to eat hog moths confiscated from a Harlem sanctuary. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by the Schaefer Award Theater and will not star Natalie Woods and Steve McQueen or Bullwinkle and Julia. The revolution will not give your mouth sex appeal. The revolution will not get rid of the nubs. The revolution will not make you look five pounds thinner because the revolution will not be televised, brother. There will be no pictures of you and Willie Mae pushing that shopping cart down the block on the dead run or trying to slide that color TV into a stolen ambulance. NBC will not be able to predict the winner at 8.32 on report from 29 districts. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of Whitney Young being run out of Harlem on the rail with a brand new process. There will be no slow motion or still lights of Roy Wilkins strolling through Watts in a red, black, and green liberation jumpsuit that he has been saving for just the proper occasion. Acres, Beverly Hillbillies, and Hooterville Junction will no longer be so damn relevant, and women will not care if Dick finally got down with Jane on Search for Tomorrow, because black people will be in the street looking for a brighter day. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no highlights on the 11 o'clock news and no pictures of Harry R. Women Liberationist and Jackie Onassis blowing her nose. Song will not be written by Jim Webb or Francis Scott Keyes, nor sung by Glenn Campbell, Tom Jones, Johnny Cash, Engelbert Humperdinck, or the Rare Earth. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be right back after a message about a white tornado, white lightning, or white people. You will not have to worry about a dove in your bedroom, the tiger in your tank, or the giant in your toilet bowl. The revolution will not go better with coke. The revolution will not fight germs that may cause bad breath. The revolution will put you in the driver's seat. The revolution will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised. The revolution will be no rerun, brothers. The revolution will be live. Stop with 
this confusion Rewrite the constitution, change the drug in which you're using Rewrite the constitution of the Emancipation Proclamation We fight inflation, yet the president's still on vacation Somebody get me the president But he don't want to hear it It's out of the question Cause in my section it's worse than recession So I go to a rich neighborhood and play Robin Hood Take from the bad and give to the good First I go to best and hurt Still a best at the purse Pick up my friends, that's when it gets worse Cause I need government and they need government A lot of men spent, now I gotta pay rent Who makes the most dead presidents in the projects? You're gonna get robbed and wrecked I parked up the block to plot On a kid that made a knot Let's get him for all he got I approached him slow Like I was a base head Put the full fifth to his face and said You see those kids over there with the hoods? Walk to him real slow And give him the guns first The gun and the dough And crush the jumbos One false move and no one knows Cause I got a silencer to hush the bus And I'm in a rush So hush the fuss Plus the poison you fed will no longer spread You're good as dead I'ma fill your head with lead That's when 
I push them into the building to murder them. But I remember the children. Children, save the nation, I see destruction, the situations, they're corrupting and time's up soon, but they'll blow it up and prepare life on the moon. Sounds like total recall, but who got a spaceship, you get it we fall, so hope for the best and expect the worst, the end is near and it's you and I first. The ones that interfere with nature, labeled you limited and under ratio, his plans overrule when he separates you, now it's you and I first, the one that hates you, so we gotta let him know we're heading to the scrap. Change the skip, but we're about to flip Cause we want access to happiness Living the good life and much success Equal opportunity Self-awareness and unity Education, the kids need a sculpture Teaching the Apple cars and their culture And that'll help stop the robbing, raping and killing Poison neighborhoods are illin' But they import more keys from across seas The drug disease hits the streets with ease So keep on building Cause we gotta keep building To the answers of building And make sure you don't stop till then And when that Stand still to obey your case, so let the man build words of rapture that you have to capture. And I just slapped you with a handful of literature. This dope, deaf, fresh, hype choice moved and poor. Rappers, I replace, rub out and erase. Competition, you must be on free base. Smoking or joking, bound to be broken. Now get your damn hands off the mic that I'm choking. Cause I got a stranglehold. You're still cold off a roll for the road you stole. Rhymes that you yell out, but you did sell out. Crossed over, lost over here, and I get the hell out. I'm not a pop star, rock and roller. I'm a rebel, blessed. Able to hold a mic like a hammer. And drop grandma, treat a rapper like a wrestler. And body slam them. Those who dispute get treated just like a prostitute. They get the boot and blade like a flute, so just play mute. Don't even whisper. Open your mouth to speak, and I'ma dish your ragtag and dog. Put you in the morgue because you're petty, confetti, and not ready to rock steady. In other words, you're half stepping, tiptoeing, get going. Because my weapon is not a nine, a newsy, or a shotgun. But when it comes to hype rhymes, I got one. Just like the album is still the same. Long live the cane, ain't a damn thing changed. I still get ill and kill at will and build the skill to fill your grill. So don't tell me you're real. We sample beats your sue and try to fight us Man, you still be home with arthritis If we didn't revive and bring back alive Old beats that we appreciated You wouldn't survive You'd be another memory to us Ashes to ashes and dust to dust So understand the way that I live That's positive And the message I got to give Is a benefit for you and me I'm talking about P-E-A-C-E The chosen one that has turned the new leaf I got gold teeth and they don't chew beef No pork on my fork, strictly fish on my dish They came for a victim, sucker you wish I flow like water, slaughter, put you out of order Floored ya, rappers are ragging and tagging and snagging and bragging To be on the bandwagon, but I'm the last dragon With the knack to attract the pack, so just get back I'm young, gifted, and black Just go with the flow, you know In the place to be in my man, my man's crib and get the pumps Cause to the cops shooting brothers is like playing baseball And they're never in a slump I guess when they shoot up a crew, it's a grand slam And when it's one, it's a home run 
But I'ma be ready with a wild pitch My finger got a bad twitch Plus I wanna switch sides And step up to the baddest box Fuck red and white I got on black socks But let him shoot a person from the white socks What's the call? Foul ball Babe Ruth would've made a good cop But he didn't Instead he was a bigot Dig it My life is valuable And I protect it like a gym Instead of cops shooting me I'm going out shooting them And let him cough up blood like phlegm It's grim But that is my antonym And legally they can't take a fall Yo check it out It's just a friendly game of baseball But don't get happy, you're in jail for a century Just as bad as being shot in the groin To see who'll shoot ya, they'll flip a coin And watch it run for the stretch But you don't know the man is at home waiting to make the catch Salt the outfield, your guns you down You're out, off to the dugout, underground I know a cop that's savage His pockets stay green like cabbage Cause he has a good batting average No questions, just pulls out the flamer And his excuses get lamer once a brother tried to take a lead But they shot him in his face saying he was trying to steal a base And people watched the news for coverage on the game And got the nerve to complain They need to get themselves a front row seat Or save the baseline for a beat Cause television just ain't designed for precision y'all It's just a friendly game of baseball Or the government I guess they kicked him out the game And replaced him with a pinch hitter And the scam he was a quitter So the cops usually torment I mean tournament Win him I was saying You can't let the umpires Hear you speaking battle Like the other kids You won't be playing Cause they'll beat you Till your ass drop A walking gun With a shell in his hand Is their mascot When you run around Let it be noticed Step lightly The bases are loaded My man got out From three strikes in the skull, but the knife he was carrying was dull. Instead of innings, we have endings. What a fine way to win things. And hot dog vendors have fun selling you the cat, rat, and dog on a bun. And when you ask, what is all of this call? It's just a friendly game of baseball. You low life, you take that, and that, and that. I'm here to protect you, sir. It be feeling like the life that I'm living, man, I don't control. Every day I'm in a fight for my soul. Could it be that my medicine's the evidence for pigs to stop and frisk me when they rolling around on patrol? And ask why you're here. I just tell them cause it is what it is. I live here and that what it is. He chime, you got a dime. I said, man, I'm trying to smoke and chill. Please don't lock me up in front of my kid. And in front of my wife, man, they ain't got a gun and a knife. You do this and you ruin my life. And I apologize if it seems like I got out of line, sir, cause I respect the badge and the gun. And I pray today ain't the day that you drag me away right in front of my beautiful son. And he still put my hands in cup, put me in the truck when my woman screen says shut up witness with the camera phone on saw the copper pull a gun and put it on my gorgeous queen as i peered out the window i could see my other kid folk and hear my little boys scream as he ran toward the copper back now that hurt his mama cause he had a face down on the ground and i'd be much too weak to ever speak what i seen but my life changed with that sound
like the life that I live a man I don't control Cause every day I'm in a fight for my soul All hands below High seas in a rickety boat Small old so the kid might cope You want cash or hope No class, matter of fact, get both Go without, get turned to ghosts You know that's the law Deal done by the shake of cars It ain't a game or the shit don't pause When I find you odd So convinced in the truth of y'all That the true truth's truly gone And yes, there's a day Anytime a man say there's not Then you know that he lost the plot What can I say? When denied or not, like a true who ride the cop Fair enough, the way that the beat bump do sound tough I made it in the dark like civil war surgery Woke up in the same air you hop early By 12 o'clock the whole earth felt dirty Street lamps stare when you walk, watch the birdie The watch you walk to the store there recording Didn't record cop when he shot, no warning Heard it go pop, might have been two blocks Heard a kid plus pop, watch cop make girl bleed Go to home, go to sleep, up again early This episode is sponsored by Ladder. Ladder is a company that was started by LeBron James and Arnold Schwarzenegger to change the way supplements are made. They work with the best scientists to formulate clean performance products instead of what you see in most brands out there. Unlike other supplements, they get every batch tested by a third-party lab to make sure you are getting the highest quality products straight to you. They sent me a bunch of their products and I was able to test them and it was really cool because I actually use protein powders and a lot of these supplements in my daily regimen and my daily life. The ones that I really like were their whey protein powders, their vanilla, their chocolate. They're really good, they're really clean. I blend it with some fruit or sometimes just water if I just need a clean shake. They performed really well and worked for me in all my workouts and in my surfs. I noticed that I had a consistent energy and performance level that I normally don't have from protein powders. I didn't feel tired. I didn't feel hungry. It was like perfect. And that shake bottle that they have makes it so easy that you don't have to even use a blender. You could just drop water into it and be ready to go. That's why it's ideal to like keep the packets in your car, keep the bottle in your car, and just mix it up when you need it. Use code BETTEREVERYDAY for 30% off site-wide at ladder.sport. That's BETTEREVERYDAY for 30% off at ladder.sport, L-A-D-D-E-R.sport. Welcome back to volume 64 of the Bodega Border Group podcast. Hope you guys have been enjoying the tracks. I hope you're getting something out of it, listening to them, listen to what these artists have to say, and hopefully it uh, motivates some change. But let's do a little housekeeping. This is the Bodega Border Crew podcast. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check out our website, bodegabordercrew.com, for merch, action items, a whole bunch of other stuff we'll be posting. Also, make sure to check out this episode description on your iTunes player for track listings and links to things that we're talking about. So this week, we got to talk to my man, Ian Gotran. Ian is a surfer uh, from San Juan Capistrano, grew up here, surfing family. Great guy, really loved talking to him, really loved surfing with him, and had a lot of fun with him at the Duct Tape in New York and got to know him there and then since then have been just like hanging out and stuff and uh here's a little slice of his life and uh, what he's up to and where he's going what's your name and where are you from 
Uh, my name is Ian Gautrin, and I am from San Juan Capistrano. And you grew up there? You were born and raised? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was. Um, and your family's from there as well, right? Yeah, my dad grew up in Dana Point, and my mom grew up in Laguna Niguel, so... Okay, so... Oh, yeah. awesome. And so how did you... At what age did you did you get into surfing? Um, I mean, my dad's always kind of... I've always kind of went on the nose of his board since I was probably like three mm -hmm. to like six or seven, uh -huh. and then I ended up getting like surfing Doho like by myself in like a wave storm till I was like... 10 probably uh -huh. and i wasn't really like super into it it was more of like a summer thing okay but um i really started getting into it when i was probably like 11 or 12 and i wanted to like surf like year round you know yeah yeah so i'd surf and then um so i just longboard doho like year round and then i ended up getting a uh getting a short board i think i was like in sixth grade uh-huh and that was like a that was a game changer, and I would, that was when I was like really hooked, and I just surfed like as much as I could, you know. Now, so but, so when you when you got your shortboard, were there other kids that you were friends with who were doing it too? Um, yeah, I had a couple friends. Yeah, my friends uh, Patrick O'Connor. Uh huh. His his actually him and uh, his dad Johnny O. So they they were kind of like the guys. They would he would pick me up from my house every day pretty much and we'd go surf because my dad and his dad are good friends too oh okay so, that's cool yeah it was awesome i had a it was a good like few years where they'd you'd come and pick me up like on the weekend and we just go surf lowers or churches or wherever like trestles all day oh my god <laughs> it, was pretty, it was pretty awesome <laughs> well it's pretty awesome that like your dads were friends and now like they're having that next generation who are hanging out and surfing together you know yeah it's pretty cool <laughs> Like, I know, I know it's like being a dad, like, it's something that, like, my, my, me and my skater friends that we grew up together, like, it's awesome seeing our kids, our kids are only, like, you know, between the ages of, like, let's say three and five, but seeing them hang out together, and, like, for us, in the back of our minds, we keep thinking about that, we're like, oh, oh, shit, like, watch, when they start skating together, like, this is gonna be dope, like, this is gonna be, like, it's kind of a parent's dream, right, when you're, like, your kids, like, your, your friends, and then their kids wind up, like, doing the thing together, it's, like, there's nothing that makes a parent happier. Um, so yeah. it's like kind of rad that you guys were doing that. Um, so you guys were mostly going down like to those like San Clemente spots, like the, you know, church, uh, yeah. lowers and stuff like that. And, um, and mostly shortboarding. And, uh -huh. and what was that? What was that like? You know, when, as being someone who's like that age, like trying to break into that scene. Um, it was interesting just cause I was, I've always been like pretty like shy and so I'd go to like lowers or wherever and I'd see like all the kids who are like sponsored and like really good or the kids who are a little bit older than me or like my same age and I'd be like damn like it was like kind of intimidating at first you know just seeing all them and uh so it was just crazy like and I, I was kind of like looking at them like looking up to them even if like they were like my same age and I'd I was kind of like, oh, I kind of want to, I want to be like them, you know, and I kind of just, my goal, I was like, I want to get better at surfing, you know, that was my entire goal, so I pretty much surfed, like, a lot, I did a lot of surfing, a lot more than uh, a lot of people to try to get to, like, that, to level. that level, who, who are some of those, who are some of those people who are, like, your age or older that you were, like, seeing that were, like, 
basically getting you to like step up your game? Um, it was a lot. A lot of the kids down at like lowers, I'd always see like uh, I want to say like maybe like Cade Matson and like Colton Sullivan, okay. like a bunch of those kids. You know, it was like kind of a big pack of them, and they were all like kind of like the sponsored kids, right? And I'd see them, and I'd be like, "Damn, that's <laughs> that's what I wanted to be like." And yeah. I ended up uh, going and like doing the whatever, like the normal, what a normal kid would do, and he wants to like try to be a pro surfer, like do like the NSSAs and stuff. The contest scene, yeah, like yeah. And so is that? And so you started doing that at like getting into the contest scene at what age? Um, I was probably like twelve. Okay, cool. Yeah, twelve. And yeah, I kind of did that, and I would also. I was also longboarding Doho. I mean, because I live right down the street, so I longboard there all the time. But I, I just use a wave storm. Yeah. Up until I was about like fourteen. Uh huh. And I had a wave storm that I just waxed the nose of the board, <laughs> surf there. Because I'd, I'd spend most of the time in the summer there as well, just because it was down the street. Yeah, yeah, it's right there. And um, yeah, that's kind of like I kind of switch off between the two, you know. Uh huh. But I was mostly focused on like doing contests and like shortboarding. And uh, now, was that was that because like what you were seeing around you is like you saw it as kind of like a like this is how you do, create a career out of this? Was that why you were doing that? Mm, not real, kind of. I just wanted to like get better at surfing and kind of like okay, yeah, just like improve my surfing. I guess you could say. So that gave but, you kind of like a benchmark, like kind of like, hey, look, like if I do these contests and I'm around these people that are better than me or as good as me, it's kind of making me elevate myself. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. No, because it's, it's, you know, there's there's two ways of looking at it. You know, there's like, well, there's multiple ways, but I know with contests, like for some people, it's very much like they see it as the only path to a quote unquote career, but like yourself, like what you're saying, and I find that a little bit more interesting where you're like, hey, I'm... By doing these contests, I'm being put in the same, you know, heat as people I want to get as good at so I could kind of figure out how to get that good. Like, what's the bar that I need to get to kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because exactly. yeah, I think when you free surf, as much as, like, that's semi-attainable, when you're in the contest setting, if that's how you're looking at it, it's probably a little bit easier, for, you know, because you're like, okay, this is, hey, they're doing this on a wave. Like, I need to try to learn how to do that on a wave. Yeah, exactly. And like, I'll like be in a contest. And I'll be like, if I, if I like beat them, like, which does never really happen. That didn't happen that often. Um, if I beat them, I'm like, all right, like I'm getting better, you know, like yeah, I'm getting like to that level, you know. Right. So I did that for a while, and I ended up like, till I think I started. It kind of like had a correlation between I started longboarding. I got a I got my first longboard when I was. Uh, I was like, yeah, 14, I bought it from a, a River Covey for 50 bucks. <laughs> and um, it was like the biggest, the board was super sick, but it was so beat up. And I started longboarding a bunch and um, and started like putting more time and like realizing that that was a lot more fun kind of than like right. grinding out like a contest or in, like one foot waves, you know? Yeah. So I kind of like the passion for the, contest kind of started to fade you know uh -huh. and uh, i ended up just getting more interested in riding like every board i remember what really stood out to me actually when i when i was longboarding i think it was like four years ago there was a sandbar at doho you know uh -huh. 
And I remember watching uh, JJ. JJ at the sandbar at Doha. And he was doing like, or I didn't know it was him at the time actually. And he was wearing like a hood. And it, it, the sandbar was like really, really good. And I was like watching him and I was like, damn, that guy is so cool. Like I want to be like him, you know, yeah. like, and he was just ripping and like, it was the sickest thing to watch. And he like kind of like inspired me to like longboard more, I guess, <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, there's, there's, there, you, 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 there's not that many people you could pick better than him as kind of being like, like, I want to be as good as him. So, yeah, um, yeah. and, and, and that's the thing that's kind of interesting. You know, I, I, I'm always curious about you guys that grow up in this area. You know, you guys are growing up around like all these people, like the JJs, like the Tyler Warrens, like Andy Needless, like all these people. Like these are the like, you know, the top of the top, like the, yeah. the, the, the top of the crop. So it's like you're having these daily interactions with these people and seeing how they surf and stuff. Was that was that more intimidating or is it more inspiring? Um, It's more really like, inspired i was kind of intimidated like actually no i'd say it's more inspiring like just when i was a grom and i didn't really like actually know them personally and like i was just watching them from like afar you know like paddling like paddling over a wave and seeing them like holy crap like that's that was insane yeah. <laughs> you know and just like and it was real. i think it's really cool when you like get to like meet those people like in person you know like when i like met tyler and met like jj i'm like like pretty much like meeting my heroes, you know, like yeah. it's, it's like insane, but yeah, it's pretty crazy. Well, I mean, it's, I, that's the thing. That's one of the things that's, I find very fascinating and interesting um, and appealing about both like surfing and skateboarding. Like let's say like basketball, like if you're a basketball player, even on a college level and famous, like you're not going to meet a Michael Jordan, right? You're not going to play basketball oh, yeah. with them. Right. But in like skating or surfing, like you wind up surfing with these people. Like you wind yeah. up being like right next to them and seeing what makes them good and what makes them appealing in like, you know, I was thinking about it today. Like I went and surfed, um, Sano for the first time in two months. Like finally was able to get down there and Mick Rogers was there and I've never seen him surf in person. And like, I've, I've interviewed him, but like, I've never seen him surf in person. And like, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, I'm getting like a treat, like being able to like have him like be here in front of me. Like, I don't realize that sometimes. So I think yeah, like watching a surf, like a surf edit in like live <laughs> it's like insane like like and i think that's why you guys that's why like all you guys get so good at such a young age i think i think it's because the bar is set like so high already but to you guys that seems normal right so like to you guys like you don't think anything of it like you appreciate it but in a way it's kind of like your norm like you go out to doho or boneyards or you go to like one of these spots these people are there you're used to this right at this point you're like okay this is what it is but for a lot of people like they would pay good money to do that once like a year like they would be like if i could like you know surf with that person um so i think that's a big part of like why you guys get so good at a at a young age also like in your case which why i love your surfing too uh, on, a, on a large part is that you guys you're an example of people that surf everything right like you're not you're not committed to like one type of surf craft or one type of wave but you basically surf what's appropriate so did you get a lot of flack from jumping between like, like in a way you're jumping between seats, like shortboarding and longboarding. Did you get flack for that or was everybody kind of cool about that? Um, I mean, everybody was pretty cool about it. I, just cause, uh, I would just surf like 
I would just surf Doho, you know, most of the time, like, on a log, you know, and people, that's acceptable. And, like, Creek, I normally would ride a shortboard. Yeah. So it's, like, kind of, like, the two worlds never really collided. Yeah. You know, at first. And, uh, I mean, I definitely do, like, like, I'll go out to Creek and on, like, a small day and it'll be, like, it'll be, like, one foot and I might get a couple little flack, like, if I go out on my log. Uh-huh. But it's not like it's not too big of a deal, like you know. Like, well, I mean, look, they're they're two dramatically different like like scenes. I mean, if you think about it, if 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 we take from Creek to let's say Old Man's, right? If you take that stretch of coast, every single one of those breaks, because of the type of wave it is and the type of craft that's ridden at those waves, it's a different audience. Like it's a yeah. different crowd. Dramatic. It's a way different mentality too. Yeah. Way different, like. It's kind of interesting because when you switch between the two, it almost like, I think it makes you a better surfer if you, like, you'd, I'd switch off, like, I'd pretty, I'd ride a log, like, I'd go for riding a log, like, for, like, a few days or, like, a week straight, you know, and not shortboard, and I'd go back to my shortboard, and it would just give me, like, it would just kind of, like, make my shortboarding, like, different, you know, like, it would make it feel like, I don't know, I don't know the word to describe it, but, like, it just helped. It, it helps in both ways, you know. Yeah, I think I think the thing that I notice about like surfers like you who go go between the two is that your shortboard surfing has better flow than most shortboarders. Like, there's a more much more of a style and a fluidity to it, and then your your longboarding has more of a like. I don't know if an aggressive approach is the right word, to, but there's speed involved with it. Like you, you're, you're much more like like I look at you and like Grant Noble and like people like that, and I'm like, oh, you guys like you're fast on your board. Like you set up quick. Like you're like boom, 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 boom. It's like it's like bottom turn, boom, it's in kind of thing. And then when you shortboard, you're not doing a very like ticky tacky style shortboard. Like there's a lot of flow to it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's something yeah. I always recommend. People look. I suck at shortboarding. I'm horrible, um, and something I try to get better at. But I'm a bigger guy, and I need bigger waves to push me, <laughs> so I can't go do it in like two feet waves. Um, but it's one thing I do recommend to everyone. I'm like, look, you should be jumping between boards every so often, you know, to do it. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a good thing, and it, it definitely rounds out your style. Now, speaking of that, um, and we spoke about this like out of this. So one of the main people that helps you out is Hobie. And how yeah. did how did that relationship start out for you? Like how did you um, It started actually pretty recently on uh, back in February. They just hit me up and they wanted to talk, so I ended up going in a meeting with them and they wanted to um, just sign me and start making some boards for me. Okay. And uh, they wanted to make uh, three different models three like different like board models like a log a mid-length and a shortboard okay so yeah it, it was pretty cool the guys over there like chris and uh ralphie and jake they're all awesome and uh i'm stoked to start working with them but i, I it's pretty much like in like the beginning stages right now uh-huh. like we pretty much are like we got one prototype each right now okay and so far they're working pretty good now, in, ter- in terms of the longboard design, like, what kind of boards do you tend to, like, like go after? Like, what kind of style of longboards do you tend to, like, be attracted to, to surf? I really like, uh, like, a piggy sort of, um, like, really foiled out log. 
mm-hmm. with like a pretty thin rail, but like it's still it's one of those logs where it's not like a nose rider, you know? Right. Or like nose rider, like a big like it's like a big nose. Like I'd rather I like it when it's like almost like you gotta work for like mm-hmm. doing like a nose ride, you know? Yeah. Or like like you, that's something that it's almost like a whole, like an all around log, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Is that what you guys are doing for, with Hobie? It's like your that model is like sort of go. It's going in that direction. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's gonna be more of like a piggy narrow nose, little like knifey thing. Now, how did you now now you know? Because it's it's something that a lot of people like ride. You know, like it's it's definitely like it's been a it's been a trend in the last like four or five years. Like everybody's kind of going that route. You know, you look at Worm, you look at like Grant Noble yourself, like especially on the Australian side, even Devin Howard, he's riding, you know, that keeper board, like, is basically that kind of style. Like, it's a foiled yeah. out, wide point back, narrower nose, um, sometimes even no concave in the nose. Is your thing going to have any concave in it, or is it just, like... Um, I I think it's going to have a little bit. Like, it's drawn kind of, out, like, really mellow? Yeah, super mellow, because I was actually working with... Uh, before I started getting logs from Hobie, I was getting logs from Donnie Brink. Yeah. And so we were working on logs, and uh, I came across a, uh, like, a, it was a Thomas. And I, I don't know what model it was, but it was pretty much that style. You know, yeah. like a super foiled out, like, subtle concave, narrow nose. But it was like a narrow, but, like, round nose, you know? Like a nice, round nose. Yeah, I but, wonder uh, what that is. Because, because that's not the keeper. The keeper's got more of a flatter nose. Yeah, hmm. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but um, it was. I think I don't know whose board it was, but or it was my buddy's board, but he bought it off somebody. It was somebody else's, but um, it was a little small for me, and I. But I knew instantly knew like that board was like magic, just mm-hmm. the outline and the foil and everything. So I ended up bringing that board to Donnie, and he kind of copied it. Like, he copied it with a little bit of, like, a little tweak, you know? Like, uh-huh. you kind of move the wide point a little bit and a couple other things. And that board ended up being, like, the board that he made for me ended up being my magic board. I still ride it <laughs> right now. Is that that but, board is that the board that you had at the duct tape in New York? Yeah, it is. Yeah. That board was yeah. sick. No, I remember, I remember looking at it. I was like, whoa. This is, like, and it's kind of funny, like, 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 seeing your board and grant's board um together and stuff there was like a lot of similarities there's just like i think a lot of boards are going that way so i'm always kind of curious why people like them and one of the things that you mentioned is it's very all round because you yeah. could you can surf those boards in like a beach break a punt you know a, a point break mush they're like eh, you know like it's a little worse. yeah it's true yeah it's like true. like said like that's a, that's the conflict i have now it's like grant made me basically like he said it's like my version of his board, if that makes sense. So it's like a little bit more Sano friendly, but still, even that, I'm kind of like, oh, I wish this was like a little bit bigger in the front. But uh, yeah, I, I just think that's kind of been this big trend. It's just like you know this like California Californization of like this Australian like pig shaped board. Uh, yeah. What about the mid length? What's the mid length like? The mid length. Oh crap! What? The mid length is gonna be a. Uh... Like a pretty similar to the log, actually, kind of like wide point back. Oh, really foiled out. Um, kind of like a like a hole. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, like you know the it's similar to you know the V bowls 
Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. It's a little similar to that, but it's like, I think it's different in the way where there's edge on the tail and like the wide point isn't as far back and the yeah. nose is a little, it's a little different, but I've been riding that board and that board's insane. That board is crazy. Have you ever seen that, um, you know Furrow Surfcraft, M Manny's wife? I've, I think I've heard of it. Yeah, it's, sure. it's Mandala. You know Mandala. It's like his wife. She makes boards. She has this thing called a labyrinth. Like that's the model. And it's like that. Like it's literally like an egg. Like if you took an egg and, or an avocado and stood it up, like that's what it looks like. It looks like like it sort of has that. Like what you're talking about. Like the V-Bowls is so severe, wide point back, and mm -hmm. such a pulled in nose. Um, it'd be interesting. You should check it out. It's, it's kind of cool. Um, yeah. I, th I think it's interesting that you're doing something like that because there's not a lot of boards like that out on the market, and I think people will be into that. Um, yeah, it definitely. There definitely isn't because I was looking at also looking at like like Hobie like their uh, their other egg that they have. I think it's the retro egg, and that board's super fun too. But it's more of a like a high performance egg where you're doing like short board, more of a short board turn, and this is. This board's almost like so it's like a displacement pull. Yeah. So you're kind of doing more like trimming and like yeah. staying in the pocket, but it's still like it has edge on the tail and it's pretty thin, so you could still do some some pretty good turns. Yeah, it's kind of like a nice happy medium because that's a yeah. that that's a problem with like those littles like like which is the extreme version of a hull like you those things don't turn like they just yeah that that it's not gonna do <laughs> it doesn't do anything like it's it's yeah. Like, they're awesome. They feel great when you're going down the line, but like if you try to like even like cut back, it's like it doesn't. It's not going to do anything. Um, and yeah. then on the sh on the shortboard side, is it more of like a performancey shortboard or like a retro shortboard? It's 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 kind of a it's a twin fin. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's like a it's kind of a fish. It's it's a pretty it's like a narrower outline of a fish, you know. Mm -hmm. But with uh, and I think it's like heels. Too. So it's like kind of like almost like you know those boards that Torin Martin rides. Yeah, the the morning of the earth, earth ones. Yeah, they're like it's like a narrow twin fin. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of similar to that, but like with a fishtail. And no channels. Um, there's one. It, there's one channel down the down the back at the last like inch of it. Oh really? Yeah, it's almost like replacing a um a trailer fin. You know? Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I I rode it like three times and the thing worked really good. I ended up actually breaking the nose off of the first <laughs> prototype. Oh Jesus! But um, where'd yeah. you where'd you ride it? Uh, I surfed it at Creek oh. and uh, La Jolla. Oh okay. Yeah. So oh, when it was, was good. Yeah, because that sounds interesting. Like like replacing that little trailer fin with actually concave, like a channel. I mean it. It's it's doing all it's gonna do the same thing in the sense of it's gonna channel the water kind of like in a straight line back there, which is kind of mm -hmm. nice. Um, well, that's all. When when do you think those those boards are gonna come out like to market? Um, we're planning on coming them to come out a lot sooner. Like they should they should be out now, except you know like the coronavirus yeah. and all that. But uh, it should be coming out within the next couple months at least. Okay, that's cool. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, that, it's really cool that you're, like, also working with a company that's, you know, it's your hometown, they're from here, you know, it's basically local local as it gets. How does that feel to, like, be involved with a company that's, like, basically from your backyard? It's really cool. I'm, 
it's cool to just see like the people that came that people that wrote for them before me you know like all like the big names like phil edwards and like gordon yeah. carroll like it's pretty like crazy to see like them and then like now i'm writing for them yeah like it's pretty like <laughs> crazy yeah i think i and now who's on the team it's like you michaela um me michaela and uh, bucky oh bucky that's right yeah yeah bucky and i think i think nixon nixon uh yeah, yeah. rotors yeah who he's sick uh, yeah, he rips. He yeah. shreds. Um, and um, I think that's all. That's that's all I remember off the top of my it's head. Pretty, it's pretty deep. Now, speaking of deep teams, like one of the other um, uh, companies that you work with is uh, Kane. How did how did that happen? That happened through Laser Wolf. Oh, really? So I, yeah. So I used to ride for Volcom. Uh huh. Like a few years ago, and he, I guess. It happened through like I guess he was hitting up Tyler to see if there's anybody any like kids that he would recommend to ride for Caden, you know, and he I guess he said my name. Uh -huh. And I it was funny actually, I was surfing I was surfing Creek one day and I saw Tyler and he was like he's like, Oh yeah, like check your DM. He's like <laughs> like some somebody named Katie or so, Katie DM'd you or something. I'm like, what is he talking about? Yeah. Like all right, and I ended up check. I like looked and like it was Laser Wolf. And he was like, "Hey, like we want you to ride for, we want you to ride for us. Like hit us up or hit me up." And I was like, "Oh, what? No way! Yeah, this, this is crazy." <laughs> but yeah, it was. It's pretty cool. Like Caden's such such a good brand, and being on the team with like Zach and Saxon, yeah. Maddie, Maddie and Daniel Glenn, like they all shred, and it's just. Honor, um, it's an honor to be riding for them, you know. Yeah, and you guys have done a couple of trips, right, together? Yeah, we have. I did. We went to. Uh, I went to Hawaii with Laser and uh, Maddie, and then Selena Cruz with Zach, and then we went to uh, on a road trip up north to like Central California. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, it's it's in a way, it's really cool that like having these two brands that you're associated with these like two heritage brands in surfing that have such a rich history, um, mm. and like in the day and age of these big surf companies going out of business, I think, and especially with the coronavirus, I actually think these smaller brands that have more history are probably going to last longer. So it's kind of better for you, you know. I I'm not going to name companies and I'm not going to name people, but. I've heard from other people that the second the coronavirus happened, some of these bigger companies basically called up their team riders and said, you're done. Like, we can't afford to pay you, which yeah. is kind of gnarly. Um, so it's kind of nice to see that, you know, it's like people like you being associated with these, like, heritage brands. And the fact that, you know, they're not, they're not worried about you entering a contest, you know, to promote them. Like, that's, like, important. Yeah. But... but but you have been a little bit on the longboard contest circuit. Um, you've done the – how many duct tapes have you done now? Uh, I've done two so far. So you did the New York one and – And Huntington. Oh, okay. And so how did – when you got the call from – who called you up, Joel? Um, it was – I think I first found out. I think Nolan DM'd me <laughs> one day. Yeah, it was actually so funny because – I was hurt. I broke my toe in Hawaii last year. Uh-huh. And 
so the entire summer I ended up getting like this surgery on my foot. Yeah. And the entire summer I was pretty much in like a boot. Uh-huh. And oh. I, I didn't surf for like a couple months. So during, it was like in July, I think I was just like, you know, like I think I was going to the doctor actually to like get like check up on my foot and I get like a DM from Nolan and I was like, do you want to, he's like, hey, like you're invited to the duct tape. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> this is insane. Like it was literally like, it was like a dream come true. Like it, it was crazy. Like I, I never would ever imagine being invited to one of those, one of those things. It's, it's pretty crazy. Who was when you went to that first one in Huntington Beach? Now, obviously, you've you've met a bunch of these people before and you've surfed before. Who was the person that kind of like you were the most stoked to be around in that contest? Um, I don't know. I'd say definitely the first contest. I I was definitely hanging with uh, Kevin. Yeah. Most of the time, just because he's the homie. Yeah, and, that's your uh, boy. Yeah, SJC. SJC. <laughs> but um, it was pretty cool to see, like, Justin Quintal, like, surf in person, you know? And just because I've seen so many videos of him. Fucking so machine. Funny. Like a machine. That, dude, at that contest, it was like it was like he squeezed out every single point you could out of a wave. Like, it was kind of crazy. Yeah, that was insane. Uh, that was pretty cool to watch. And also... Uh, who else was it at the Huntington? Um, I think, yeah, also V, too. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy watching him. He freaking shreds. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, that contest was cool. I didn't really get to – I didn't really hang up, hang out up there, like, too much just because it was so close to home. I ended up going home a lot of the times. Yeah. But um, – I think that's I think that's kind of the drawback a little bit of the Huntington one is that like basically it's on home ground and people are like yeah. you know like you're not like versus like the New York one like all you guys were basically like you have no place else to go but to hang out together. Yeah, exactly. And these are the only people you know in New York City pretty much. So better or worse, this is who you're gonna hang out with. Yeah, so. that's kind of how it was. Like that's where I really started like meeting everybody. You know, like Huntington yeah. was like I was kind of with like just my friends. You know, and, yeah. Like, because everybody, all my friends, like, would go there, you know, and I'd just hang out with them. But that hunt, New York was definitely, like, when I, like, met, pretty pretty much met everybody, like, yeah, for the first time. No, it was, a, it was a, it, I've been to a bunch of the duct tapes, and obviously, um, I had a lot of fun hanging out with you and everybody, and then just, like, it being in my hometown. But seeing how everybody, I've been at a bunch of the ones that have been local, and, like, being at one that you're kind of in this foreign place was really cool to see because everybody really bonded. Um, yeah. And I think Joel does such an amazing – Joel and Nolan um, do such an amazing job of creating this environment with Justin. Justin's another person involved who, who, who create this environment for you guys um, where it's basically like everybody hangs out. You guys do stuff. If the surf sucks, you're going to go see some sites. You're going to go eat some pizza, whatever it is. Yeah, sneak yeah. into bars like that kind of thing um, <laughs> and uh but it's it's it's, it's kind of awesome now do you see after doing you know you did the shortboard contest and you've done the duct tape which are dramatic ends of it do you see yourself wanting to do more longboard contests or it's kind of not your thing um i mean i'm definitely open to it i i thought about doing the one of the wsls this year just the only, but the only reason I would really do it is because 
everybody I know was kind of doing it. Right. You know, like I did. I never. I don't really have like. I'm not really like. Oh, I want to win a world title. You yeah. know, like 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 I I'm thinking about it. You know, like it's just one of those things that uh, you know. I don't know. <laughs> no, no. I'm always curious because it's like, look, there's some people who are doing it. You know, and obviously it's been shut down now temporarily, but there were people who were doing it who were like, they're committed. Like, they're like in it to win it. Like, they're like, you know, from your generation who were like, you know, like, I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I mean, look at Kevin. Like, Kevin's like, he's fucking, he's in it to win it. Like, he's like, dude, he's like, I mean, he got second place, like, at the, at the first stop. That was insane. That was so crazy to watch. Did you watch the final? Oh yeah, totally. I was like, I was like, I was transfixed. Like, it was, I was like, and I kept on texting Devin during it, and I was like, "This is what you dreamed would happen. Like, this is what's happening right now. Is what you wanted to happen a year and a half ago. Like, it's finally happening. That's what bums me out about everything. Because I'm like, I'm like, after that contest, I was like, it's like, dude, nobody's gonna watch QS events. Period. Yeah, no. No. People are gonna watch this instead. Like this is way yeah. more, way more interesting. Uh, yeah, seriously. No, and that was awesome. And it's also like you know when you know those people, you know, seeing like Kevin do so well, and you know, and and seeing your friends, like it, it's it's re- you obviously you're gonna have a personal attachment to it, you know. Mm-hmm. But then it was just awesome seeing like that final where it's basically Joel, you know, like basically Yoda. Like Yoda, like Yoda of like longboarding, right there, going against like Anakin Skywalker when he's like you know seventeen years old, and like I was like, dude, this is like the coolest shit I've ever seen. Like I was like, I could, I could watch it on replay now. Uh, yeah, seriously. I, I mean, I, I heard they're coming. They're gonna figure something out. Look, you know, I mean, look, we're all starting to surf more. It's, this, this will be fun. It's not gonna be the end. Of this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hate saying this. It's not the end of the world. It's kind of borderline the end of the world. But like, that's true. That you can't use that phrase anymore, right? Like it's like, well, it's kind of crazy. it's kind of crazy out there. Um, who are some of the people that you surf with now? Because you have like this little like surf club, right? What's the the San Juan Capistrano Surf Club? Yeah, San Juan Surf Club. It's pretty much. So who's in it? It's Patio, uh, Kevin. Pretty much everybody who lives in San Juan is like Tyler. JJ, uh, Nixon, um, that's all the people I know off off the top of my head, but it's, it's pretty rad, it's pretty rad because San Juan is just so, like, it's, has so much history involved in it, you know, like, not, not just, like, not really surfing, but, like, it's, like, one of the first cities, Mm -hmm. like, in Southern California, you know, just from, like, the mission, you know, it's 1776. Yeah. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool to like, kind of claim that, you know, as like your hometown. Yeah. Look, um, I'm, I, I'm, I'm this like I couldn't picture a better place to have moved down to. Like it's been my dream to live down here. So like when we moved down here like a little less than a year ago, like I was like, I'm not moving anywhere again. Like I'm like stoked. Like this is like perfect. Um, it's so rad. Yeah, and it's like the weather's great, and the you know you could go up in the hills or you could go to the beach. The food's really good. You guys are all really cool. Everybody's really cool. Like it's not yeah. like look at the end of the day. Like I hated living in LA, and I will be the first one to say it. I hate people from LA, and like I'm glad it's on this podcast. I fucking hate LA. It is the worst. I mean, this is why I always came down here. Um, but I love I love the crew that you guys have. You know, it's like it's pretty awesome, and like. Aren't you guys, aren't you doing some, like, video project that you're working on? Um, well, 
not really at the moment. We're we at, well, so me and my buddy Patrick, we uh, we started Silent Rock. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Silent yeah. Rock. So we pretty much just like started it out of just like random, like one random day. We we're like, oh, we should just like make an Instagram and like post videos of us surfing on there, you know, and like yeah. make like make it like our own, like like edit it our own our own way, you know, just because yeah. like when people like come out with an edit it's like when you see it sometimes it's sick but then sometimes you're like oh like i would have edited it like a different way you know yeah yeah and like that just that is like just to put out like content that we like really are stoked on you know Mm -hmm. and put out stuff for everybody else too like it's it's pretty uh i don't know how many followers they have but uh it has but uh it'd be sick to get it to like blow up you know and like start making like sick Six shit, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean the thing that's a, that's great about you know social media when it comes to like this 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 surfing culture, like not the bigger, grander surfing culture, but these very niche and kind of like more authentic surf cultures. It gives you as surfers the ability to create content the way you want it and for who yeah. you want, you know, kind of thing. How important do you think it is to like? To have that as a skill set as a surfer nowadays, like be like being a content producer, like is that important or is it not important? It is definitely very important. Okay. Just because you just just being able to have that uh, ability to like make a video yourself, you know, and not have to rely on like the filmer to come out with something, you yeah. know, just because like and you you and you see like if you have the vision of what what you think is cool and other people think that that's cool like the possibilities are endless you know yeah Uh, you just make yeah pretty much yeah (laughs) no i mean i think i think it's great because it's like there could be someone who like let's say doesn't have that skill set and they could be the best surfer in the world and like nobody knows about them you know Mm -hmm. versus like like if you have it in your hands and you're like, okay, I'm going to edit this myself tonight and I'm going to put it up and I have a channel and people could watch it. I mean, that's what that's what I think when it comes to brands, right? Going back to brands, like that's the investment for them, right? Ultimately, brands are putting money into people like you because they want to sell product, right? That's like the bottom line, right? And visibility sells product. Now, if you're not entering contests, how do you create the visibility? And you're creating yeah. the visibility by creating the content. Like you're basically doing the job for the brand you're like, yeah exactly like you're, they're not relying you're not relying on them to make make a video part for you you know no. yeah like that's why i feel like you know like dylan graves like that's a good that's a perfect example like he he edits all his own stuff and he's so like creative of what he comes out with like weird waves or like anything else you know yeah. like he edits like he edits all himself and i think that's the like him and like uh mickey clark and uh well, look at Dane, like Dane Peter, uh, uh, Dane Reynolds. Yeah, uh, Dane Reynolds. Yeah. I mean, that's what he did. He was like, he started that marine layer thing, and he was like, I'm taking control of this, and I'm doing it myself. You know, like yeah, he was pretty much like the, like the, like the originator of all that too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people forget it's like important. You know, it's like it is. It's hard. I would imagine it's hard because it's like if you have to be reliant on a filmer, a photographer, and an editor, you have. 
so many people in the mix that like let's say if a swell hits and you're able to go for that one hour session where the wind is perfect the tide is perfect the swell is perfect like mm-hmm. who, who knows if they're going to show up even like if they're going to yeah. be there you know kind of thing and then you got to wait for his stuff i just i find it really fascinating like when i saw you guys starting to do that silent rock thing i thought it was really cool because i'm like that's awesome like you guys are basically doing your own thing and you know you were you were mentioning that like you might see a part and you picture it in your head it would be edited differently this is giving you that ability to kind of like make your own shots like yeah kind of thing mm-hmm. um who are what are some of the video stuff that you're into that was like that influences you whether it be surfing or not um there's so many it's crazy uh i kind of go from like i watched when i was i uh, obviously dan reynolds you know yeah like i've watched him in his videos like so much like i study it almost like, you know yeah. like it's crazy um but uh also like ryan birch tyler warren uh bryce young mm-hmm. um mickey clark uh who else um craig anderson i like the um like kind of l his editing style dude cluster cluster is one of my favorite movies ever yeah it's that that is that's a good one and also uh what's the uh the rage you know rage yeah that, that stuff is so cool that stuff that, is, oh, it's insane the mute like the mute the music and the way it's edited is like so on brand and so right like the music is really like it's like in your face and like really grindy and gritty and like just dirty and it's like they film it and like they, they've nailed it like they've nailed that brand look like vi- video wise yeah. like it's like insane yeah like, and it's all like it's a surfer made brand you know and that i think that's really cool too and like somebody like it's not just like a corporate company like yeah you know but yeah that's yeah and also my probably my favorite surfer right now is probably creed mctaggart just watching him oh yeah oh my gosh he's insane like I actually got a board, so there's this part, you know that movie, you know the movie Fun Boys? Yeah. So there's that, this one part where he's surfing, I don't know where he's surfing, but it's like, it's like pure or something, and he's riding this like, 80s thruster, like 80s style thruster, and he's like, doing these crazy arcs, and it's like a longer board, you know, than what no- normally somebody would ride. Yeah. And I found out that Tyler made that board. Oh. So I was like, oh, no way. So I hit Tyler up, and he actually ended up making me one. Oh no and, way! Uh, yeah, so I and I, it was a six one, and he brought I brought it to Hawaii, and that was pretty much like the only board I rode in Hawaii. Oh shit! <laughs> and the thing works insane. I'm so stoked on that thing. It's like magic. I mean, Ty- Tyler makes amazing boards. Um, yeah. Now, where do you see you wanting to take your surfing? Like, what's kind of like the next? Like, where do you see your progression happening? Um, I just see it in like progressing, like getting better at riding every board, you know? Yeah. Like I've been recently, I've been really into riding the like mid lengths, you know? Yeah. Cause that's actually like, people think it's like pretty like easy, you know? No, I don't <laughs> think, no, that's deceiving. Yeah. No, it's hard. It's yeah. hard. Yeah. Just like the footwork, it's almost like riding a mini longboard and you have to be way more like balanced and like that's what i've been into lately just yeah. like getting better at doing that and especially surfing with kevin because 
he's like he's so good at riding a mid length it's crazy yeah <laughs> so like yeah we've me and kevin we've been surfing a lot lately actually like um like down at creek you know it's been the waves have been really good we've been getting a lot of swells so we've been surfing down there like every day all day pretty much we nice. bring down we bring down like two or three different boards and just throw them on the beach and just post up all day and ride every board nice so i've been really stoked on that it's been so sick yeah, the midline sort of like because a lot of people like like people who don't understand surfboard um, design, they look at them, they're like, oh, they're fun boards, like that's what it is. I'm like, no, it's it's a way different beast. Like it's funny because like you know I have like I have like a two seven four bonzers, like an egg and a, 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 a rush short, and like people have like seen it, like people who only shortboard, and they're like, oh, that's a fun board. I'm like, like you try to ride this board. You tell me if this is like if you think it's a fun board. It's not. Yeah. This is a different beast, like kind of thing. Yeah, uh, seriously. Um, I'll close this thing up with a, a question I ask everybody. If you had to pick one place to surf at, that's your favorite place you've ever ever surfed at. What would it be and why? Um, would I? Do I have to have been there before? No, no, you don't have to. No, no. I'd probably go to probably surf J Bay. J Bay, yeah. Definitely. You can ride pretty much every board and have an unlimited amount of speed. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I'd definitely choose J Bay. It's like church. It's like church on steroids. Like yeah, it's like church on steroids, and it's 15 foot, and you can get yeah. barreled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, anytime I see stuff from there, I'm like, I'm like, eh, if I was better, I might want to surf here. Um, in closing, do you want to give a shout out to anybody who like helped you in surfing, helped you in life? Like, who do you want to thank? Um, I'd want to thank first off my parents definitely for driving me to the beach all those years when I was a girl. Yeah, and um, just uh, all my friends for being homies, <laughs> pretty much, and uh, Kaden Hobie. Excel, Bon Zipper, all the all the all the brands who support me, I really appreciate them, and uh, they're giving me a chance to have the lifestyle I I always wished I had since I was a kid. Thanks, Ian, so much for doing the interview. I really enjoy his surfing and his take on surfing and the fact that he can surf any kind of board for any kind of conditions, and those are the surfers that I'm most impressed with and. If I could step back 20 years ago, it's probably the route I would have gone, and it's the route that I recommend everybody who's young to start getting into every type of surf craft and wave type and wave style and surf style because each one will make you better at the other. You look at any of the masters of legends like a Devin Howard or Joel Tudor, they can surf any board at any given time. You look at a younger generation from that, even like Alex Nost, um, can surf any board at any given time and that's what makes them amazing surfers and it's also why would you want to be doing the same thing over and over again you know why wouldn't you want to mix it up especially conditions mix up and all that kind of stuff so I think Ian does a great job of showcasing how good he is at that and discussing it in an interview and I thank him for that but enough of my talk I want to get back to some tracks to get you guys motivated and I'll check in with you guys in a little bit peace
don't believe you Cause we the people are still here in the rear, yo, we don't need you You ain't a killing off good young nigga move When we get hungry, we eat the same fucking food The ramen noodle This simple voodoo is so maniacal, reliable to pull a juju The irony is that this bad bitch in my lap She don't tell me she make money, she don't study that She gon' give it to me, ain't gon' tell me none of that She gon' take the brain away the place she spit on that Vidors and signs with it, don't try to rhyme with it VH1 has a show that you can waste your time with Guilty pleasures take the edge off reality And for a salary, I'll probably do that just sporadically The OG Gucci boots are smitten with iguanas The IRS piranhas see a nigga getting common Niggas in the hood living in a fishbowl Gentrify here, now it's not a shithole Trend set up, I know my shit's cold Hands set up because I ain't so well over there All you black folks, you must go In the smog of the media, the logs, false narratives of gods that came up against the odds. We're not just nigga rappers with the bars. It's kismet that we conflict with the stars. You bastards overlooking street art, better yet street smart, but you keep us off the charts. Some of the fucking numbers and your statisticians. Fuck y'all know about true competition. Just like the AO picture on there talking about he hitting. The only one who's hitting are the ones that's currently spitting. We got to Missy Smitten rubbing on a little kitten. Dreaming up a world that's equal for women with no division. Huh. Boy, I tell you that's vision. Like Tony Roma when he hitting with it. The tribe be the best in eight division. Shaheed Muhammad cut it with precision. Who can come back years later still hit the shot? Still I'm trying to move you off the fucking block. Babylon blood clot. You upon your head top.
That was 8 minutes and 46 seconds of silence you just heard. That's how long George Floyd had someone's knee on his neck and was begging for them to let go of him so that he could be alive. And obviously we know the rest of the story and we know the rest of the repercussions. And I think it's our duty in this world, even outside the surf community, to make sure that his life and other lives like his are not lost in vain. You know, at the paddle out that we had at Dana Point, I mentioned a lot of names that I said we shouldn't ever forget. But in reality, we should have never known their names in the first place. These types of incidents should have never happened. They should never exist. This type of systemic racism shouldn't exist in our society. And I think now we've given the opportunity. We're given a signal, a wake-up call to make it change. And there's a lot of things we could do. And a lot of people feel helpless, and I understand that. And I do to a certain extent as well. This isn't something that's very easy for everyone to face, especially when they're white. And they have to understand, myself included, that because of white privilege, we've had a lot of things a lot easier than other people have. And they've had it a lot harder. And it's simple things from how people look at them and the fact that they'll be the first people that are pulled over in a car and they'll be questioned and they won't be believed. And when you start hearing those stories, and I think that's the key here is that we have to listen to people of color now. When you start hearing those stories, you start to fully understand what the problem is and the ramifications it could have. So the way I see it is I think it's our responsibility to do something about it. And I heard something very interesting that David David Finsdale said, who's an NBA coach, uh, former coach of the Knicks, and I can't believe they got rid of him. And he said on a show, someone asked him, you know, what can white people do for the black community? And he said what he'd like to see is people lead from their seats. And I thought that was a very interesting statement. And what he meant by that is that Whatever your position is in life, whatever tools you have in front of you, whatever opportunities you have in front of you, you can be a plumber, you could be a movie star, you could be an athlete, you could be a blogger, you could be a podcaster. Whatever those tools are, that's what you should be using to speak out for people who cannot be spoken for and use those tools. And that's why I think for me and this podcast and what I do, I'm going to be doing more of that. And I know a lot of people are saying, you know, look, this is entertainment and you shouldn't be political. But honestly, the reason I started this was based on that, was based on the fact that I saw an industry that did not represent well the people that I surf with, did not represent people of color, did not represent women well. And it's something that's always been at the core of my values and something I teach my child. So to that extent, we're going to be listing action items, I think, on a weekly basis that people can take. And they could be small, as small as donating to a charity, you know, 20 bucks or 30 bucks, whatever it may be, a nonprofit that's going to help end systemic racism or end police brutality. Or it could be something where it's as simple as listening to someone of color and listening to their experience if they're willing to discuss it. Or buying a book and giving it to a kid that it might spark the conversation in their life and it might spark a thought process that's positive. I think we can all do a little bit of something and I think it could be very positive and I could think it's going to be a big learning experience and we're going to have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. We're going to have uncomfortable conversations. I'm having uncomfortable conversations with people I'm related to 
and my dad is a former police officer and I have to have uncomfortable conversations with him uh, to keep him accountable for things that he's done or not done or the fact that he hasn't taken to task and I think with all those little steps that we take and all those little drops that we create, those little ripples, we're going to have a tsunami of change. We're going to have a big storm that's going to come. And it's emotionally draining and it's really hard. And it's really hard for me to see, you know, brothers and sisters of mine suffering. Because coming from the skateboarding community, we all, especially in New York City and at the time, we all saw what was happening on a racial level you know we'd be a group of us that are all different races and obviously the people who were of color or hispanic backgrounds would be attacked by police officers first before any of us and so i know that's existed i think you know now is just the time that we could really get together and do stuff so keep looking for our instagram channel keep listening to the podcast keep checking out what we're doing and just know that we're in it together. We can really make some positive change if we do one action item a week. That's not a lot to ask for. One action item of a week will make a huge difference in turning the tide of systemic racism and police brutality. But enough of that. I know you guys want to get back to it. I want to get back to it. So here's some tracks, and I'll check in with you guys a little bit. Peace. I'm sick of you hoes trying to run mine. I'm coming with a good line, running after one time. I got a grudge to get you blue suits, black suits, white suits, and state troops. That's the way you made us. Send a nigga to the penitentiary is how you played us. Locked us up for the summer. Took the nigga's name away and passed his ass a number. Just because you legally pack a gap, man. Doesn't necessarily mean you have to point it at the black man. Especially your black cops, you let your gats pop. Cost them honkies got your brainwashed So now we come to New Dillons Fuck all the dumb shit The line of workers can't balance I'm cutting shit short Ain't no filling out reports Cause you ain't making it to clear I'm letting freedom ring From the hole in my glove For fucking off Rodney King It ain't nothing you can ask us And since justice is burned I'm about to get some glasses What the fuck up Chucks I'm coming after your ass What's happening? You beat another black man's ass and now you high-capping friend Do I have to move to River Oak and bleach my fucking skin so I can look like these white folks? Just to get some assistance Because the brutality in my neighborhood is getting persistent Cause you wanna harass me, yeah And if I talk back, you wanna bust my black ass, G Just like Rodney King But if you try that shit with me, it's gonna be a different scene Try to pull me over on a dark road But I'll be damned if I don't grab my nine and unload Until every blue shirt turns red You heard what I said I want all you crooked motherfuckers dead So you better start picking out your car Cause I'm coming after your ass Mr. Officer, I wanna put your ass in the car Cause you didn't fuck with niggas like myself for too long It's time to grab my motherfucking eye to get it on Mr. Officer, I wanna put your ass in the car Cause you didn't fuck with niggas like myself for too long It's time to grab my motherfucking eye to get it on Mr. Officer, I wanna put your ass
officer Cook it all for some I wanna put your ass in the car for some Cause you can fuck with niggas like myself for too long It's time to grab a motherfucking shit and get it on Call me up the other day, I got a warrant Punk ass laws wanna know where the gun went Said I shot a nigga the other day at a party Lying out the ass, I was at home drinking frauds with my niggas playing dominoes in the kitchen The big black nigga did the killing And I fit the description, yeah And you know they think I'm black niggas look alike So now they got the flashlight Looking for Big Mike Jacking niggas up, trying to capture me Coppers want to gaffle me Trying to put bullets into the back of me Time and time again, I told them I didn't do it And they knew it, but they still pursued it So them motherfuckers blew it So now I'm about to grab my shit And put them son of a bitches six feet under Cause we sick of running from the motherfuckers Turn the tables cause I'm able, I ain't falling victim Time to play a game, see the police watch me stick em Cause I ain't running from a P-O-L-I-C-E Nay, I motherfucking T-I-M-E They gon' have the G-E-T of me Off the S-C-T and my h double d Fucking round the B-I-G, they be in a G or an A-V-E Mr. Officer, cook it off for some I wanna put your ass in the car for some Cause you the fuck with niggas like myself for too long It's time to grab a motherfucking nine and get it on Mr. Officer, cook it off I wanna put your ass in the car for some Cause you didn't fuck with niggas like myself for too long Jews are like freaking on the floor, or is it my job to make sure I'm poor? Can't my car look better than yours? Keep a cigar in between my jaws. I drink champagne to hell with cause. Never sold coke in my life, I do tours. Get that flashlight out of my face. I'm not a dog, so damn it, put away the mace. I got cash, a real attorney's on the case. It's just a joke of perpetrating the ace. You got time, you wanna give me a taste. I don't smoke cigarettes, so why you looking for bass? You might plant a gun and hope I run a race. In the mess hall saying my grace You tried to frame me but it won't work
lawsuit to court, the case got thrown out. I'm that man that you all read about. Put me in jail, you're doing it for clout. I only got one question, what's that all about? Jail is something that I can do without. Case dismissed, and now you wanna pout. You feel like trying it again, but you know it won't work. Illegal search.
Welcome back to volume 64 of the Bodega Border Crew podcast. Hope you guys have been liking these tracks. You know, these are the kind of tracks that I grew up with or I'm listening to now that really get me motivated to make change in the world. And I hope it does the same for you. Let's do a little housekeeping. This is the Bodega Border Crew podcast, volume 64. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check out our website, bodegabordercrew.com, where we have merch. We're going to have action items on there. We're going to have blog posts, that kind of thing. Also, make sure to check out the episode description on your iTunes player or whatever player you use for track listings and links to things that we're talking about. This week, we got a couple of short takes. So the first short take I want to talk about is this video called Hello Goodbye by Chase Markham. And this video was shot down in Baja. I think it was like a trip or two that a bunch of guys and girls took down. And it mostly features uh, Chris Hall, Brandon Z, and then a couple of other guest appearances. I love that my boy like Balthazar has a couple of ways in it. He's dope. But I also mostly want to talk about the fact that Chris Hall does not get enough shine on video. And I don't understand why like more people aren't filming him. Like I think you can make a really good video part with just him. And I think this is a video that everyone needs to check out. I've just been spoiled that I get to surf with him from time to time and see him in person, but I think more people need to see him. So check out this video. Let me know what you think. I love it. I think it's great. The second short take is this series that Nico Ramos has put together called My Favorite Surfer. And the first episode he does is with TJ Blue. TJ Blue is an amazing surfer. I've seen him surf at Blackies a lot and young kid, super great style, can surf any kind of board. And I love how this thing is shot. I love how Nico really captures an essence of the person, the waves, the whole thing. It's kind of this nice package. It's a very precise, well thought out package that feels really good. And TJ's surfing in this is is really good. I love that this is gonna be a series and I love the fact that he ended it with Grand uh, Noble because that's obviously like a little preview of what's going to be next. So keep an eye out for the series, click on the link, check it out, and uh, yeah, let us know what you think. The last short take we have is this video that Rhythm put out called Aquadio, The Sound of Change, that was shot in Portugal. It's mostly of Rico Romaguero, I think that's the name, Romaguero, surfing, uh, shot by uh, Danielle Santo, and it's it's again another one of these great videos with like usually i don't like drone footage to be honest like drone footage like really turns me off but i think the way this was done was really good and i love all the video projects that rhythm puts out in general they're really good brand content producers uh some of the best out there lastly i just love seeing international surfers i think it's great because we're so ingrained and used to seeing these like cali surfers sometimes some east coast surfers some hawaiian stuff but seeing the european surfers always gets me hyped because they definitely have their own style and their own take on surfing but it still has a lot of uh core dna from california surfing so click on the link check it out let me know what you think uh, that's it for this episode. You know, uh, this episode is a little bit more of a serious one, and uh, we have serious times going on right now. We have a lot of things between the coronavirus and civil unrest because of racial inequality. And I think we're given an opportunity right now by the universe to make a lot of changes and to not be selfish. And it goes hand in hand with the virus and standing up for our brothers and sisters. And I'd like to see more people do it. I was greatly touched by when we had the paddle out for George Floyd at 
Doheny, how many young kids were there and how many young kids were really active and families that came down and all that kind of stuff. And that really gave me hope, gave me hope that we can do something because I honestly feel, feel a lot of times that like there's not that many people around here that think that way that want to make change and to see people there like people like Brian Bent and Melody Smith and Michaela Smith and like all these people uh, my boy Mike from LA and Heidi and Dane from Dane's Donuts and Worm and like you know it's just it just I just know that we can make change and right now we're in the job interview portion of this we've passed the job interview we've posted the social media stuff we've gone to rallies we're getting people involved but now really the real work happens and I hope all you guys and girls can come along for the ride and do the work and together we're gonna change everything. But remember, if you're going out there, there's no need to bust a craze on a wave. Go out there, have a good time, smile at each other, include everyone, be nice to each other, and we're gonna have a better time out there. Talk to you later. Peace. Jeep.
somewhere safe to stay Can't use the phone, cause I'm sure someone's tapping in Did it before, ain't scared to use my gad again I look back in hindsight, the fight was irrelevant But now he's the devil's friend, too late to be telling him He shot first and I'll be damned if I run away Homie is done away, I should've put my gun away I wasn't thinking, all I heard was the ridicule Girlies was laughing too, saying damn homie dissing you Fired my weapon, started stepping in the hurricane I got shot, so I dropped, feeling the burst of pain my feet, couldn't see nothing but bloody blood. Now I'm a fugitive to be hunted like a murderer. Ran through an alley, still looking for my getaway. Now I say freeze, or you'll be dead today. Trapped in a corner, dark, and I couldn't see the light. Thoughts in my mind was the nine and a better life. What do I do? Live my life in a prison cell? I'd rather die than be trapped in a living hell. They got me trapped.
because I'm amped. Most of my heroes don't appear in no stamp. Slam ball, look back, you look and find nothing but rednecks for 400 years if you check. Don't worry, be happy. Was a number one jam. Damn, if I said you could slap me right, right here. Get it. Let's get this party started right. Right on. Come on. What we got to say. Yeah. Power to the people, no delay. Make everybody see. In order to fight the powers that be. Yeah.